0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the new bounties that we've seen coming to Destiny in Shadowkeep. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at to Rage.com should bring you right to my Twitch channel and the address is right here next to me as well. And in this video, the reason I want to talk about these new bounties coming to Destiny is because it's it seems like they might be something that I've been asking for for a really, really long time especially after Ada got introduced into the game. So we're coming up on almost a year after Ada was introduced to the game, and I've been asking for a certain type of bounties. And if you read Luke Smith's director's cut, there was a snapshot, as well as there's been other videos and things that have come out with this new icon, this new bounty thing. And I I was really excited about it. Now, Bungie hasn't officially said anything about these bounties. I'm recording this on September the 26th. My goal is to have this video up before Shadowkeep lands, but if for some reason this video lands after Shadowkeep launches... Bear in mind, I was doing a lot of extra videos to try to give myself some extra content, maybe once Shadowkeep launches, because it's harder to make these videos once new stuff comes out, and I'm kind of on that day one raid race grind. So, first of all, I'm going to walk through, what did we see? Up to now, what did we see? What what has been, you know, kind of in the game uh, up to now? And uh, then I want to talk about vendors. How could these bounties play a role with the vendors? Is there anything going on? Is there anything happening uh, with the vendors? And then lastly... Ada and Menagerie. I want to end by talking about Ada and Menagerie because I do think those are some of the best pieces of intentional grind in the game, and uh, I think that's an important thing. So, what did we see? In multiple places, uh, starting with Luke Smith's director's cut, we have seen... These little icons—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're the actual bounty icons. So I'm not talking about the sorting icon. A lot of people misunderstood my initial tweet about this. So go to your pursuits, okay, and I want you to look at the icon for, let's say, the gunsmith. And the gunsmith has the like the four dots around the outside, and that is a weekly. Okay. And then there are dailies that look a little bit different. The dailies have like a diamond with like the symbol on the inside. I'm actually going to go to the tower, so for the people watching the video, we have an example. Because the Vanguard has them as well. There were new bounties in these screenshots that had the reload arrows around them. So, if you want an example of what these arrows look like right now, go to a piece of armor and look at Hand Cannon Reloader. Those arrows that are going around the hand cannon those little, it's like almost like the recycle uh, symbol, you know, the arrows going around in the circle. Those were on the actual bounty icon, okay? I'm not talking about the sorting arrows. And we've seen these in multiple places now. The director's cut, there's been some videos that they've released where they're like combing over the bounties. So these to me are a new type of bounty coming to the game in shadow key because if you go and you grab bounties from crucible or you grab bounties from the, from, from the gunsmith we're already seeing a certain like look to the little bounty image okay Actually, the bounty images are getting updated because these don't even look like the ones in the screenshots that we've seen. So the aesthetic of the bounties is shifting to look like the bounties from the gunsmith. So if you want to see what I'm talking about, go to the gunsmith, and he has two types of bounties. He has dailies that it's just a diamond with the symbol, and then he has weeklies that's the symbol with, like, dots around in a circle. Those are the two types of bounties, dailies and weeklies. And we've seen the Crucible and Vanguard bounties updated to look like that in those screenshots. We've seen a third bounty introduced, a third bounty that instead of a diamond, instead of the dots, it's like the reload arrows from hand cannon reloader, auto rifle reloader, whatever the frick, okay? It is my hope, it is my hope that these are new in addition and that they function in a way that they are reloadable, Reload bounties is what I'm hoping there are not bounties are like you have to go kill stuff and do certain reloads like they wouldn't do that I wouldn't think have bounties that are specifically oriented around reloading your gun and literally change the symbol of the icon on the bounty That would make that would make no sense. I don't I don't think that they would do that Um, If we're gonna try and show these uh, in the actual uh, Stream of the YouTube here. I'm gonna try and pull up Luke Smith's director's cut on Bungie So that I can have those in the talk while I'm kind of continuing to work through my outline here. Now, as far as the actual bounties themselves, if we're able to reload them, I hope that they essentially function the way that they had done the Ada bounties. Ada's bounties were not quite where we wanted them. You always had to go back to the tower. It was a little bit much. Uh, it was. It could be a little irritating to always have to go back. You know, it was almost like you were, especially load times on the on the consoles. It could get. It could get a little rough. It take a little while. And here we have the image that I'm talking about. So if you're watching it on YouTube, up in the left-hand corner, you can see a Vanguard bounty with the dots, just like we saw at the gunsmith, and then right next to it, there's like reload arrows around the Vanguard symbol. Right underneath that Vanguard bounty, you see another one with the reload symbol, and that is for the crucible and then down below you can see the crucible diamond and then the crucible dots that's a daily and a weekly just like the gunsmith bounties that we just recently looked at so those are what the news bounties look like right there on the screen for you there's little arrows around the vanguard and crucible symbol up here in the top this little you know sorting arrow is not what i'm talking about it's actually contained inside the bounty icons themselves so let's talk about vendors Since we're seeing these new bounties come to the Vanguard, as well as to the Crucible, my hope would be that this is something that is a regular thing from the vendors themselves, so Zavala would then give you these bounties that would then take you into the strike playlist. That would be my hope. I've been saying consistently that the strike playlist, there's no real reason to go in there, there's no real reason to stay in the strike playlist, and I think that that needs to change. I need to be able to say, hey, you know, I'm just going to grind it out. Same thing with Crucible. If I'm going to go to Shaxx and I'm going to grab these bounties, my hope would be that they would set it up in a way where I can just stay in Crucible all day long and consistently complete these bounties. Again, my theory and hope is that they are reload bounties. They are reloadable. You could even add these to Drifter as well. If you're going to grind out the Reckoning or Gambit and just stay in there all day because Reckoning and Gambit are playlist activities. Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit and Reckoning are playlist activities. You can just stay in them and keep getting match made. And when you're doing that, you would be, I would hope, completing these bounties over and over again for specific items. So there would be specific guns that these are for. Uh, We see three reload bounties and three crucible reload bounties sitting there. And I would hope that that would be maybe multiple guns, multiple armor pieces or something to give you intentionality. Maybe you want a crucible or a vanguard set. And this allows you to get gauntlets over and over and over again as you're searching for a certain stat roll. Um, and I don't think those are dailies somebody might look at that and be like well those are dailies Lono they're going to show up every day there are actually three crucible bounties in this picture that I think prove you wrong we already know what dailies look like at the gunsmith and we have a crucible bounty down here with the diamond that's a daily right next to it with the dots is a weekly and then up here a third bounty type for crucible is shown there are three different bounty types in this picture for crucible telling me it's something new that the, that is adding and I'm hoping it is reloadable bounty okay now why am i banging away on this drum let's end by talking about ada and the menagerie i hope that ada bounties and the menagerie continue to influence the loot pursuit in destiny because i believe they are the right mixture of rng and intentionality it also enables them to turn up generosity periodically, because when you go into the menagerie, D- Dylan confirmed that they're gonna re- they're gonna take away the increased drops, but it's something they can bring back periodically, kind of the way they do double infamy and double uh, valor. Okay, this is something they could do with rewards as well. If these bounties are in the game and you're grabbing them from the vanguard and the crucible, they could say, hey, it's 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 mo- it's double vanguard drop week. All those bounties are gonna drop two items instead of- or three items. So anytime you complete it, it's dropping two versions of the gun in your lap as you search for the role, as you search for what you're looking for. Now, I am one of the few people that think they should not have allowed you to have all of Ada's bounties every week. They like they said, oh, the bounties aren't rotating properly. All of her bounties are available. I think there's a value in rhythmic urgency. Each week you could you should go and check her, and it's like half of the weapon pool, and then you got to wait till next week if you want to go for a certain gun. I think rhythmic urgency is actually a really good value point for Destiny. So if they were to bring these types of bounties to the Vanguard Crucible or the Drifter, I would think they need to rotate. So each week it's something different. It, you know, it's oh, it's these armor pieces this week and then it's these armor pieces next week. I actually would hope that they could bring back that rhythmic urgency. Now I know I might be in the in the in the in the minority here, but I like the rotating nightfalls, rotating bounties. There's something cool about that. Each week there's something new to set your sights on. Maybe one week you're grinding for a shotgun in the Crucible and the next week you're going for a hand cannon in the in the in the Strikes, and so you're kind of making that pivot according to what's available. Rhythm urgency is good, and more NPCs in the game need weekly stuff for you to go through, whether it's Drifter, Vanguard, or Shacks, this is a great way for them to test this, and then Expand that to the NPCs on the planets having weekly gun bounties weekly armor bounties that are like this They're reloadable and grindable that rotate each week So maybe I'm spending time on IO Maybe I'm spending time on the EDZ according to what I'm I'm wanting to chase I think that would be a really really good pivot and value point for all the various NPCs locations and loot pools in the game that would obviously require them to update those loot pools which they're not presently doing but I think these new bounties hopefully are the key to giving you more of a reason to go back to that classic D1 feel where you're grabbing bounties from the, the, the NPCs each week and grinding through them and feeling that sense of reward. I'm hoping that's what they do. As always, we're going to do QA next. If you're here live, stick around for that. If you're listening in all the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the new bounties in destiny that we've seen in a various shadow keep screenshots. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google play Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. rage.com. It'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. Usually when these videos hit, I'm live. So I'm probably live right now. And if you go to say no to rage.com, it'll direct you right to my Twitch channel and you can take part. The link is also right next to me. We don't put hyperlinks in the comment and in, in the descriptions anymore on YouTube because it causes an issue with videos getting recommended, so I'm trying to be creative in how I let you know that I'm probably streaming and you can come hang out, but I don't want to work against how they have their site set up. So let's jump right into the questions. My favorite armor set is what uh, Alben the Mafia is asking me. My favorite armor set is probably either the Escalation Protocol set or the Braytech set. If I had to, if I go all the way back to D1, it would be the Wrath of the Machine set with all the ornaments on it. Jinja 300. From what we have seen from the director's cut and some new Shadowkeep footage, gonna keep it vague, do you think the structure of Daily, Weekly, and Reload bounties should be the format of all vendors in the game? Yes, I think so. I think every vendor should have these. Uh, we pointed out in this in this picture, so if, if you've missed it, and, and in the video, the, my actual talk on this, thankfully somebody in chat was good enough to push me to pull the screenshot up. So the screenshot's in the video, but it's a little bit later in the video than maybe it should have been. But... Right here on this screen is a a, a screenshot from Luke Smith's director's cut, and in this screenshot you can see two bounties that we understand and know right now. Gunsmith bounties look and exist exactly how they are shown in this picture. Down at the bottom, the one that is completed, that's a weekly, it's got the dots around it, and then up here you got a gunsmith and the diamond. So you got diamond and you got dots. A diamond bounty is a daily, a dot bounty is a weekly, okay? And then you got these new ones up at the top for Vanguard and Crucible, where there's like a a reload arrow around the Vanguard symbol or around the Crucible symbol, okay? I have been saying that I think that's a new third type of bounty, a reload bounty that can be done over and over again, the same way the chalice, when you're done with it, you get to do it again. Um, If you pay close attention to the chalice when you complete it, you basically get it back when you complete the chalice you get a gun in your little feed and you get the chalice it's essentially completing itself and then the game's like oh here's another chalice I actually think that's how it works I think the actual coding of destiny is saying that chalice is gone here's another one and I would, I, I would love it if these bounties function the same way that bounty's gone here's another one it keeps reloading itself so you can keep doing it maybe they could even update Ada's, Ada's bounties uh, to do that yeah and the bottom right one is a weekly one from Warner yes yes so um that would be that would be my hope is that that's how these work and I would also then hope, if that's what they're doing, it could it could flow out to the rest of the game. Over here in the middle of the screenshot, you can see the Mars daily bounties with the knife. You can see the orange bounty from Nessus. You can see the Osiris bounties and the Titan bounties. Those are planetary bounties, and you can even see the format is consistent. There's a diamond in the background of these. There's a diamond here around the little circle. There's a diamond around the wolf. There's a diamond behind this and then there's like a diamond around the Osiris symbol. That's consistent with the exact diamond shape of these gunsmith dailies because those are dailies. I would love it if they went to all these planets and said, hey, there's daily planetary bounties, there's weekly, and there's reload bounties. This week you can go for the Braytech Winter of the Wolf and it's a reload bounty on Mars and you grab that from uh, Anna Bray and you can keep grinding for it and go, you know, going for rolls that you want. This would be a great way for them to bring back some of the older weapons, maybe. Periodically they could do this. Every season, wh- I mean, listen, this would be a real easy thing for them to do. Every season just take one weapon from that, that NPC's loot pool and say, yeah, that's their seasonal reload bounty. So Devrim K gets the Old Fashioned, Anna Bray gets the Braytech Winter uh, Winter of the Wolf, and then each NPC that's, you know, ten weapons that you gotta, you know, if you include Eris Morin, I guess, there's nine, they'll be There'll be nine locations, eight locations, um, but you don't really do that with um, Petra on the Dreaming City or or even Spider. So really, it's only six, six weapons. Six weapons a season just to slowly bring some of those weapons back in the form of a bounty? Come on, man. That seems like an easy slam dunk to me. I, it's another way to make the game feel like it's evolved and living and, like, you know, it's free. doesn't cost you anything. We're just going to periodically update the NPCs every season with bounties that are that are these new reload bounties. That just feels like an easy slam dunk to me. Double V. So in the case of these repeatable bounties, do you think that this is something you have to go back to the vendor and rebuy or just reset? My hope would be that since they learned how to do it with the chalice, they could also do it with bounties, so I don't have to go back to Zavala, because again, my mindset on these bounties is that if you're in the Crucible or the Strike playlist, you want to stay in there. You just next strike, next strike, next strike, and you just the bounty keeps refreshing itself and you keep getting the guns. And to complete these bounties, you stay in strikes. Crucible, same thing. Drifter could do it. Just stay in, just stay in the the playlist. People are like, how do you make strikes viable? How do you make strikes worth our time? This is how you do it. This is how you do it. And instead of Bungie being like, you gotta go play Gambit and Crucible to get milestones to level up, this is loot-driven, right? This is loot-driven, and if it's loot-driven, that's more organic. That's more driven by the player. That's more of a natural sort of, hey, I really want to do this, instead of, oh, I have to. Oh, why are you in Crucible? Why are you in Gambit? I have to, right? I have to. I needed to level up. Now, you might be a little, like, grumpy about the games in Gambit or Crucible if you're not a big fan of Gambit or Crucible, but if you're consistently having a bounty spitting out a gun in your lap, it's a little bit easier to take, Getting shellacked in Iron Banner in D1 wasn't a big deal, because every match that ended was a chance to get the gun. You know, when everybody was wanting the Clever Dragon. Uh, Joe... Jobo... Jobo Toes Garden? What? Uh, will powerful bounty saving hinder any progression day one? I don't think so. Now, we don't know... We don't know any of this with any amount of certainty. But... Mesa Sean was at a capture event and a bunch of videos just hit YouTube from people that went to the capture event and he responded to Paul Tassi on Twitter and said, I was cashing in a bunch of bounties to try to hit level 7 as quickly as possible so I could get my artifact. Okay, it was my understanding that we were getting things right away that the the, the, the free players weren't getting. And at level 7 on the on the battle pass season pass, the artifact is at level 7 on the free track. I assumed that meant everybody gets the artifact, but if you're one of the paying customers, you get it right away. We may be uh, incorrect. Powerful bounties might hinder progress. Uh, you would need to explain to me why how a powerful bounty would hinder progress. Because maybe you can't get them again and the powerfuls are going to be capped. Is that what you mean? Um, so mesa seems to be indicating that when he played through mission one on the moon he did not have the artifact yet again um because you waste it if it's capped yeah i wouldn't save powerful bounties people are saving bounties for the xp for the artifact i'm fairly certain that somebody said somebody quoted Deej at saying that you get the artifact in the in the um the campaign. And if the campaign's over in a couple hours, you'll get the, you'll get the artifact, and then a free-paying customer is like, oh, I don't have a campaign because I didn't buy Shadowkeep. I get the artifact at level seven in the book in the season pass. I think we're going to get the artifact from the story, but, I mean, I don't know. Somebody quoted Deej at saying that. He might have said it at Gamescom. I don't know if we have a good way of combing over um, the, you know, that information to see if Deej did, in fact, say that, but that makes more sense to me. I get it in the campaign. You get it at level seven on the season pass book because you didn't buy Shadow Keep and it's on the free track. I don't know why you'd make me wait till level seven, level seven along with all the free people, uh, Blakey. What do you think the next Pinnacle weapon will be? I think sidearm should be. Uh, I'm fairly certain we're going to see a shotgun, uh, a, a Pinnacle shotgun, a Pinnacle rocket, and then we don't know what the van, We don't even know if Vanguard's getting one. Avid shreds. What are your thoughts on cross-save? What effects do you think it will have on the game along with PvP play? I mean, cross-save doesn't have any effect on the game. It just allows you to move around if you want. And effect on PvP, I don't see see what it would do. Um, I don't know if they're going to have this sudden influx of PC players or vice versa, you know. Mesa might not have been given the pass rewards at the early access thing. Yeah, I mean, the capture event could have been a closed-off thing, so... Um, I went over the Gamescom interviews yesterday trying to trying to find Deed saying that. I never heard him say we get the artifact from the story. Okay. Okay. Yeah, somebody quoted him at saying that, and I was just like, that makes sense to me, but I don't know if they've actually done a hard confirmation that we get the artifact from the story and free-to-play players get it from the, the free track in the past. Evil the Waffler. I like the Ada bounties, but I feel like they put them everywhere... If they put them everywhere, it'll get old and boring. Is there any other way to have the spirit of the Ada bounties without just uh, copying everyone? Well, I don't understand why that would get old and boring. The bounty is just a catalyst to the reward. The activities would change. If you're playing Crucible all day and I'm playing Vanguard Strikes all day, the bounty is just a mechanism to the reward. It's not the content. Ada's bounties drive you to the forges. If there are if there are Vanguard Strike reload bounties and Crucible playlist reload bounties, we're in different parts of the game having a completely different experience. It's just that I have a bounty that's spitting out the weapon every once in a while, as opposed to like a chest on the ground. I don't think it would. I I think I think asserting that it would get boring is a misunderstanding of actually how it would work. It wouldn't have any bearing on the actual content. The content would change according to where you're going. If I'm grinding the EDZ to complete bounty a bounty for Devrim K because I'm trying to get a random rolled old-fashioned, well, I mean, that's a lot different than running Vanguard Strikes or running the Crucible or running the you know Gambit. The point is, is to attach an intentional grind with the bounty to the various activities. Chalice and the Menagerie, bounties from Ada, and then a bounty on every planet, a bounty on every activity, just makes sense to me. It's a mechanism that'll make sense to our brains, and whether we're running a strike or crucible, we're getting a directional path to loot that we want. And yeah, and there's no travel time if they're reload bounties the way that the chalice functions. Then you don't got to freaking go back to the t- tower all the dadgum time. Uh, DHG McNugget. Do you think the reload bounties will automatically be in our bounty tab or we'll still need to pick them up from the vendor? Well, I would imagine you would need to pick them up. You would need to go to the vendor and grab them. And then they're just, they're always reloading. Now, if you're done with them and you don't want to do it anymore obviously if it's a reload bounty so I'm in the strike and it spits out the shotgun and then it's back in my inventory and I can run another strike and get another shotgun well if I'm done and I get the god roll that I want you just go and delete the bounty from your inventory you would take your little cursor over here to this bounty up in the corner and you would just hold down x on it and delete it that's it that's that I would think I originally called them like charge up bounties is what I originally called them but they have, like, reload arrow arrows on them, so I'm calling them reload bounties. Irish Roger, Do you think there is a way for bounties to be used to make old content more relevant? I mean, we just walk through it. Yeah, I mean, you, you go to a planet, and all of a sudden, Anna Bray has a bounty, and you run Lost Sectors, pub events, and you complete you complete the bounty, and you get a gun, and you do it again, you do it again, you do it again. Now, that might be less appealing... But to me, the content loop is so similar everywhere, I don't really know why anybody would balk at that. How really different are the strikes from each other? I mean, they're actually probably the most varied content, so that's a bad example. But the idea is the same. You shoot trash ads, shoot majors, complete a complete a mechanic, and then kill the boss, right? And if we're honest most of the time you're running through strikes or nightfalls, you're going as fast as you can anyway. You're not like really enjoying all the dynamics and the combat and blah, blah, blah. You're running through it as fast as you possibly can. So grinding lost sectors, patrols and public events to get a gun from Anna Bray every once in a while, I would be totally fine with that. Again, I want you to think about, do a thought experiment with me here what is your mentality when you're chasing a gun that you know you can get so when you were going into the menagerie and you knew what you wanted to go after were you really analyzing the gameplay the encounters the boss fights or the ads not really the loot keeps you in there and you just sort of accept the content loop for what it is shooting some heads popping your super satisfy mechanic go to the next spot right and I think the loot ties it all together with a nice bow if the loot intentionality is there and you're like i yep boom nice little bow on it i think everything breaks down with these activities when there's no real loot attached to it you're running lost sectors in public events right now you're just kind of like what the why what's the point staying in the strike playlist for a really long time why what's the point but people did eight bounties and they were in the forges day in day out menagerie day in day out why directional attachment to loot so i don't know i don't i don't i this would make old content relevant i wouldn't i wouldn't get bored and if you get bored the beauty of this system is that all sorts of people have these intentional reload bounties if that's what they're called Uh, Rougarou Boogaloo is the reload bounty. The answer to people wanting vendor bounties similar to what we had in D one. Basically, I can complete them casually at my own pace or grind as many of them as I can. I mean, this is another really, really good piece of like perspective on this. I kind of ended my talk and said this could really recapture that D one vibe of man. I really love grabbing a bunch of bounties and then going and setting off and doing a bunch of stuff like that was just always so satisfying in D one. I would stop at the tower, you go through your rich rituals, right? We like rituals, it's fun, you wake up in the morning, you get up, you do the same thing, you stretch, you scratch your butt, and then you make some coffee. And you get up the next morning, and you stretch, you take your shower, you scratch your butt, and then you make your coffee. Like, you go through, you go through your morning rituals, and I think Destiny offered that. It's like, go to the tower, walk around to the NPCs, grab your bounties, take a sip of your coffee, and you're off to the races. You're ready for a day in destiny. And 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 I think that is that could be recaptured with bounties like this. How do you know me so well? How do you know I scratch my butt? Listen, that's just something you do in the morning. You're just like kinda of scratching your head, you kinda of reach back and you're like a little butt in your back scratch, you're just kinda of like, Oh, I just woke up, then you get in the shower and you feel like you don't know, you feel like less of a zombie monster person and then you go down and make your coffee. Yeah, everybody scratches three places like you just kind of get up and do you can go through your thing so whenever you're going into destiny that that bounty that daily bounty appeal that ritualistic thing of destiny i think could come back go back and watch the interview okay go back and watch the interview with Brittany johnson who plays angel in borderlands and she's actually uh, a big fan of destiny she loves destiny she has one character. She's a hunter. And what did she say that she loves doing in Destiny? She's like, and she and she actually echoed this about Destiny 1. I just loved going and getting all the bounties and completing my bounties and checking off those boxes. She said that, okay? Now, she is a one one character hunter who's never done a raid. I've got three max characters, thousands of raid completions, and I said the same thing she said. I love checking those boxes, I love completing those bounties. Isn't that interesting? That the appeal of that, the appeal of checking the boxes and doing the bounties scales as a a satisfying thing from the top top hardcore player down to somebody who's got one character and just likes to play casually. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, there's something valuable about that, and I would love to see that recaptured. And it seems like we're really going back there. I mean, the fact that in, even in the UI, they've got its own—it's got its own section over there. Bounties, woo, there it is. You know, it's not appealing. Bounties suck. You suck. All right, next question. uh Air, air, Kyer is there an up-to-date guide for beginners to Destiny 2? Destiny 2 doesn't seem to do a great job explaining how loot, bounty, strikes, nightfall, uh, don't know what this is to work Um, I would think whenever new light lands in the game on October the 1st that they would have something that like a new player kind of gets walked, like it kind of walks you through it Um, I would honestly say it isn't that difficult to figure out there are NPCs, you go and talk to those NPCs, they have bounties and things for you to do. Then outside of the NPCs in the social area, there there are activities for you to do. And the activities tell you what they are. Like when you go and hover your little mouse over them or your cursor over them, it'll say like what exactly you're gonna get uh what exactly you're gonna get from doing that. Apparently Sweatsickle has a video if you're new to Destiny. Um Teddy here it a sub to Dan the Noob. Thank you for doing that. Terror Clash. Would you like to see something like Borderlands 3, the Twitch Echo Cast system, incorporated into Destiny? If so, how would you do it? Well, here's the thing. Destiny does have an extension that'll tell you everything I'm carrying, and I don't like running it because then all I do is hear from people about when it's not working. Um, so, we, we use a um... We use a, like, command in chat so you can, you know, tell what I'm using. And to the person that said bounties suck and now you're saying that bounties aren't content, again, I think you're misunderstanding the role of bounties. Bounties are not content. They are a mechanism for reward, and that mechanism can bring intentionality. Menagerie is the content. The chalice is the mechanism that everyone loves. I want you to suck the chalice right out of menagerie. Just take it out, like with the vacuum cleaner. No chalice. How fun is your menagerie now? How? How fun is it? Ada's forges. Just don't do don't do the bounties. Don't go grab her weapon frames and just go just go do her forges. How fun are those activities? There you go, contents king. That's what you said. Contents king. Here's your content, man. Here's your menagerie. Here's your Ada forges. Uh, you didn't want bounties, right? If you don't want bounties, then 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 for, for the love of frick, don't do the chalice or the ada frames, because that's not content and, and bounties suck. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a mechanism that gives you a reward and can have a layer of intentionality attached to it ada's forges suddenly become worth your time because there's a mechanism that rewards you and it's intentional the menagerie is really really enjoyable because there is a mechanism called a chalice that lets you get loot at a reasonable pace and you know what you're getting bounties attached to content right bounties attached to content are actually like a really really good mechanism i'm not arguing with a troll Don't take my chalice, but yeah, Menagerie is fun and I love chucking batteries in in Izanami. Yeah, but again, that content has no staying power without a good mechanism for reward. There is no content in Destiny that has strong staying power without a good mechanism for reward. Whether it's skeleton keys, the chest and wrath of the machine, the chalice, Aida's bounties, bounties can attach themselves to content that presently have no reason. Like, how much are you grinding strikes? probably very little and if you're like just going to argue for the sake of argument like I do it all the time you're probably lying most people are not going into the strike playlist and hanging out there all day why there is no mechanism for reward attached to strikes bounties can do that You know going into gambit and crucible if those aren't your cup of tea there's not a very strong draw to go over there why the mechanism for rewards not really there but if you suddenly had a mechanism for reward and i knew i could get a really dope gun from you know every couple of games of gambit i might be in there you know i don't like gambit very much but that gun looks awesome and uh there's a bounty system now that kind of lets me get that gun on a regular basis So, I'm not saying bury us in bounties and then don't give us any content. Bounties give content uh, traction and give them meaning to your grind. And that's why they need to bring them to uh, to Gambit, to Crucible, and to Strikes. That's what I think. That's playlist-style content that you could then be motivated to stay stay in there long term. So there are new player quests to get things like the recluse pushing you to do crucible and strikes but that doesn't know that i go back and l- re-listen to what i just said staying power that's not staying power that's a one-off right not trying to argue i love smashing through ads and bosses on strikes strikes made me love destiny and i like pvp too What I'm arguing for doesn't take away from what you're saying. So arguing and saying that bounties suck and that that content is king, I am complimenting the content that you enjoy, not not taking away from it. I'm not devaluing or making your strike playlist runs or you just love to hang out in forges all day. Cool, man. There are people that like to eat paint. Like, if that's what you want to do, go for it. If I'm going to do an activity in a looter shooter, I want loot attached to it. I think that's logical. And if they brought in a system like this, it would have zero effect on your experience. Zero effect. I don't know very many people who play Destiny and just go hang out in the forges just because they like it. That's like, I'm not trying to be rude to you. That's abnormal, homie. Like, usually there's something attached to your action in a loot based game whether it's a bounty, loot dropping at the end or something. Now you might be grinding forges for those uh those black reskinned weapons from year 1, but I'm telling you, I just I'm not trying to take away from your experience. I think bounties can be a really really healthy mechanism in the game. Um 31 months from Elysium. Thank you so much, dude. Almost 3 years. To circle back to Terror Clash's question about an Echo Cast style extension, they already have the extension that lets you see my loot. I don't know if I would want an extension coming to Twitch where I'm on a public event and you drop on some modifier in in there. Now, what could be fun what could be fun is you guys could vote on painful modifiers in a nightfall or a strike. And then when I go in there, I have to deal with it. As I'm saying it, okay? As I'm saying it, I don't know if people would really get around that, because that's kind of, uh... That's that's outside the identity of Destiny. We're on question 13. I don't know. It could be fun! It could be fun in community building, but Destiny's kind of serious. And to suddenly have Twitch chat people being like, Hey, uh, have fun with Glass. Um... I don't know. I I don't know if they would want to do that. That seems a little outside of the identity, even though it would be fun. I'm not going to deny it being fun, but it seems like it's outside of the identity of Destiny. Sinveritas. Do you think the new UI direction is going a good direction for bounties? The current iteration is lackluster. It even adds slowness due to menu lag on consoles. Menu lag on consoles is always going to be a problem, I would think. Um, so, but having it separate like this, I think is nice because at least you have, you have your quests, pursuits, what, you know, whatever you want to call them, quests, and then you have bounties. I think it is a, a, a better iteration on, on the menu. Sir Ivan Ho, what do you think the next weekly Crucible and Vanguard bounties would involve? It'd probably be similar things to what the gunsmith stuff does. So like the Vanguard ones would be like, use solar weapons in strikes use scouts in strikes get super kills in strikes generate orbs in strikes this is usually stuff like that maple sword after uh, about the loading time on console do you think it's a power problem or just a coding problem Uh, I play on Xbox One X and I don't think my console is not powerful enough to diminish loading time thanks by the way for the stream so if you don't (coughs) excuse me the Hunt 97 with three months. Thank you. That's a blue badge. Welcome back. If you've not really looked into the technology, you wouldn't know all the stuff that I'm about to say to you. So I'm going to try and make it like I'm going to try and put it in layman's terms. When you install a game on a computer or a console, you're installing onto a hard drive. The hard drive is essentially a box that contains all the files needed to play your video game the sound files, the textures, blah, 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 blah. The missions. And so, whenever you're trying to access those files, that hard drive has to spin up and start finding everything, okay? There are a new type of hard drive called SSD drives. That's a solid state drive. And that basically refers to the fact that it's not a spinning disk drive. It doesn't have to like spin up and get going and then be searched for. Whenever you like would shop for hard drives in the past, they actually had RPM ratings. 5,400 RPM versus, like, 7,200 RPM. Literally, revolutions per minute, right? That's what that's what that stands for, right? RPM? Anyway, so the faster the hard drive spins, the faster it accesses. Solid state is basically, like, always on, kind of, and so it's just kind of like searching, searching the drive. And so I don't know if this was discovered, like, by accident with flash drives or thumb drives, but it's quicker. So if you get an external SSD, which is... Uh, a hard drive that's going to be somewhat expensive, but you get an external S- SSD drive, hook it up to your console and you install your games there. You will start to see increased load time. I'm sorry, decreased load time. it will be faster because your, your console is able to access the files quicker because of the very, the, the actual hardware, the technology of how the hard drive works. That is, that is why you could buy a really nice Xbox one X and not get really fast load times. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought the Xbox One X had an SSD in it, or like an SSD hybrid or something. Um, I thought they did that on the Xbox One X. No, no, it's a 5400. Oh, I thought it was an. S- I thought it was a hybrid, an SSD hybrid. In any case, sounds like Chad is saying get an external SSD. It'll make it. It'll make it run faster. Your your Xbox One X. Um, is basically a little bit better at like the graphics and stuff jaybird are crucible bounties going to be rewarding again do you think they have done enough to nerf uh, supers for pvp well your first question are they going to be rewarding again i don't have an answer for because i don't work at bungie i have no idea if they have these reloadable bounties and you're just consistently getting rewards in crucible i think that'll recapture some of the feeling of crucible from d1 you're consistently getting rewards at the end of games that's exciting and the bounties can bring that feeling back because if it works like the chalice as soon as it's completed something drops and you get the bounty again and it resets itself Um, do I think that they're doing enough to nerf supers in PVP that remains to be seen? These are my concerns about PVP. Okay. My concerns about PVP are that they are increasing range weapons and they're decreasing your super survivability and they are decreasing how much super energy you get and they are decreasing or trying to decrease we don't know if it's going to work yet they are trying to decrease the impact of heavy ammo on the flow of the game by having it be shared and having you get less heavy okay so it is my concern and prediction people will respond to this you're raising one element of crucible range combat and you're lowering one of the things that are present in crucible right now which is a lot of boom and a lot of pow and a lot of supers okay when those two things get off kilter like that i believe people will respond by doing more lane camping more pulses more scouts more snipers and it's going to be a very it'll be the resurgence of team shot meta now right now team shot meta still happens Team shot meta still happens on a lot of the maps. There was a ton of people who played PvP all throughout Destiny 2 year 1 double primary and there was a lot of hand-holding, a lot of death-balling, a lot of lane camping, and those people stuck it out, stayed in Destiny, and they're still here and they still like to play that way. And on the right maps, it can be very frustrating to try to play against a team of folks using pulse rifles down lanes and looking at choke points. It can be very irritating because it's it's tough to, to destabilize them. It's going to be tougher, I think, to destabilize them if you're making scouts stronger, there's an archetype of pulses that are getting stronger, snipers against supers are going to be stronger, you start raising that ranged lethality, and I think people will respond to that by drawing back. Psychologically, players don't respond to being nerfed in an empowered way, okay? Like, my argument is very sensible here. My argument's very sensible. As a player, you don't respond, like psychological response you have to having some of your power taken away from you, you don't respond to that with being like emboldened to move around the map, especially if while they're making these changes, they're making ranged options stronger. So, and listen, I know I saw somebody clipped me saying this and they're like, here's Lono again talking crap. Listen you could put together a montage of me making predictions about PvP that are right on the money. You could put together a montage of me making complaints and criticisms of the Crucible that end up being echoed by the top players a couple of weeks later. It consistently happened in D1. Whenever I would make criticisms and make statements about Crucible, I got told to shut up and that I didn't know what I was talking about and to go back to PvE. And then weeks later, big heads in the community start talking about, like the leaders, the guys that play Crucible, they started saying the exact same stuff that i was saying okay and i think what ends up happening in crucible a lot of the time is people ask for things that suit their play style and they don't see the other side of the coin they do not see the other side of the coin well if we made primaries stronger it'd be it'd be a really really good crucible and if you make primaries too strong then people are going to start to die faster if people start dying faster they're going to stick together and then you're going to be trying to push two people shooting you with primaries that are more lethal there's another side of the coin you're not the only one that benefits from these changes and i think a lot of the times people forget that they make criticisms they they ask for things in crucible and they forget that they're not the only benefactor well if they just get rid of flinch if they would just make primaries stronger okay you're not the only one who benefits from that, so you've got to deal with the fallout from that if they make those changes. So this idea that, like, supers are too prevalent, and heavy is too prevalent, and we need- scouts need a buff. Okay, we'll give you what you want, you're not the only one that's gonna benefit from that, other people are gonna benefit from that, they're gonna respond to this, they're gonna start playing in a different way, and in a couple of months... I think people are going to be complaining about Team Shot meta is back, it's boring, everyone camps, everyone holds hands. That's what I think is going to happen to Crucible. So, uh, Space Beast with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge, awesome emotes, and ad-free viewing on my channel. If you're sick of seeing all the ads on Twitch, I know they got kind of crazy, uh, you can sub to my channel and you'll never see an ad when you're here. Um... So, no truer words have been spoken. What will benefit my play by all they don't think about the cause-effect ratio? I, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you it's gonna happen. And you can clip me, and the guys that play PvP can continue to think I'm an idiot, and then they'll just have, you know, the short-term memory of a goldfish and forget that, like, I've consistently made criticisms and have made predictions about Crucible that have come true. Okay? I've been playing PvP games since before a lot of these kids even touched the sticks. Okay? I was like, I was playing Quake 2 PvP and I was playing Quake 3, I was in a clan, I played Unreal Tournament in Call of Duty. I've been playing PvP for way longer than than a lot of these kids have even been playing video games. Like, I, I understand PvP. I shoutcast, uh, you know, for games. I get hired to shoutcast for games. Like, I understand PvP, okay? I don't have to play like crazy to get it. And that's my concern. If I'm wrong, okay? If I'm wrong, then great. The Crucible can flourish but I've seen this pattern for the last five years. They ask and ask and ask for this, and they get it, and the ramifications of it cause more problems, and then they complain about the very thing that they asked for. So, Goldfish have short-term memories? Yeah, they do. At least they, I think they do. I mean, it's an expression. Uh, Fat Hotshot. Do you think that Bungie will have to wipe out, say, bounties because of the new bounties? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I I, here's the thing I'm saving bounties I'm saving bounties but I would like for them to clear them out isn't that weird <laughs> isn't that weird uh, I would like for them to clear them out I am saving them because if it works I don't want to be one of the guys that didn't do it um, but I would say um, I, I would say that they should clear them out so then we're all hitting the ground evenly. And then it's just about enjoying the new content and playing. So. Same. I have a full horde of bounty saved. I hope they clear them out. Yeah, like, I, honestly, here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. I bet you, if you polled the streamers and the players that are doing it, I bet you would all be like, yeah, we're saving them up. And yeah, I think you should clear them out and wipe them out. <laughs> so Bungie should just do it. Like. Or at least tell us, look, they're going to auto-complete or we're going to... or No, we're going to delete them. Yeah, we're going to delete them. The new bounty system, the new bounty UI, and the new bounty titles and all that, they're going to clear out the bounties. You know? Now, you know, I mean... W- Sweatsickle might be sitting somewhere right now and getting a weird tingling in the back of his head. And he's like, Oh my gosh, my precious bounties and my precious plan that I put together. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I think that most people that are saving them would like them to be wiped because they're, they're, they're doing it out of almost like a, 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 a passive coercion. It's like, you kind of, you kind of have to, so, bounties are staying. I know somebody that's under NDA went to Destiny and apparently said they're going to continue to save their bounties, but they can't say why. Whatever. Uh, Kaladin Smash. With all the changes to resources as well as the increase in Glimmer Cap, do you think that they will increase the number of bounties you can hold, especially if they implement these recharge bounties you hope? Uh, increase the number of bounties you can hold? Well, on this screen here... It looks like you can hold, um, it says one through 28. And then there's a, out of 31. Um, so are they holding 31 and showing us 28? Cause it's full. Fo- it's, it's four by it's four by seven here on this picture. So they're showing us 28 out of 31. Is that, is that like the total? Is that the, I don't, there's no way that's the total they can hold two pages i mean if it's two pages of 28 i mean for frick's sake that's what is that 56 bounties um two we can hold 63 now do you really need to hold more than 63 bounties what the frick where what are you doing you can page over right no i know you can page over homies i'm looking at the picture that you are i can see that i what how many bounties do you need um 31 wouldn't make sense. No, 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 This person has 31. They have 31. Just like the other person has 15 quests, Um, I think. I need 1,000. I need about 90 personally. You need to be able to hold 90 bounties. A lot of these are dailies that expire 24 hours after you grab them. You're grabbing 90 bounties and in 24 hours completing enough that a bunch of them don't expire the next day maybe it's 28 pages no it literally says 1 through 28 and if you add up all the bounties on that picture that's 28 bounties I just I don't know about that Um, you're an effing a-hole ono well, Green Fangs, I mean, right back at you, man. Enjoy the gifted sub. You can use my emotes in other channels, but you can't talk here anymore. So be sure to use my emotes everywhere and tell people to come sub to me because <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what your problem is, bro. Uh, so, yeah. I, I don't know how many bounties you need to hold, but the idea of being like, you i i couldn't do that many bounties in a day i honestly don't know i mean you grab that many bounties I, I, a lot of them like i said are going to literally expire within 24 hours um so i enjoy that a-hole thanks <laughs> phrasing all right mark hqc do you have any news on the factions future war Cold, dead orbit new monarchy will i be able to transmog my gear no you won't nope no The, the armor 2.0 armor will have an appearance tab that appearance tab can pull in ornaments like ornamental stuff. Um, and you, they have to be the ornamental sets are either from the actual new season pass or from the eververse. So you can't be like, Oh, Hey, let me grab Leviathan or new monarchy armor and apply it as an ornament. That's not a thing. Now they may expand the ornamental system to those sets. I don't think they're going to, and here's why. I think they would rather say if you want your armor to look that way, then go re-earn it. And people don't like this, but think about it. If they if they if they figure out a way to repurpose the entire weapon system and all the year one weapons, then all that old content is still relevant. You could go run escalation protocol, Leviathan, um, frickin' the forge table in Osiris. Uh, I don't know anything else infinite forest stuff blah 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 all the way down the line you know and then just the planetary vendors they suddenly matter okay they don't matter if all I need to do is apply an ornament oh you like that IO armor set yeah there's no reason to go grind for good stat rolls you can make your god roll stat roll armor look like the IO armor set with the transmog system do you see what I'm saying like i actually think it's good that they're not doing that we have so much armor we've collected over the years and i think there is some value hang with me here there's some value in having to go re-earn that armor if we want it to look that way whether it's if trials comes back or going and rerunning leviathan or escalation protocol i think there's value in saying well You know, Eververse armor is universally ornamental, so if you spend money, it's always usable, and we think that's a really good value for you, but we also think it's valuable to say if you want to look like that, go re-earn that armor. So, and keep in mind, the reason I'm saying this is Faction Rally could return then and they don't have to recreate a bunch of new stuff. It can return as a rhythmic, seasonal, free event and you could earn all those dope armor sets and they'd be armor 2.0. And now that now that event has purpose as soon as it hits the ground running. As soon as they bring it back, the loot has purpose cuz it's you can grind for random rolls. Random rolls is an injection of value into basically everything. Anything anything you play, anything you do, it it is a it is a injection of value because you're like, well, you're not done just because you get it, you know I put more effort into my appearance uh, than my in, in real life appearance <laughs> so, no faction rally that we know of just yet, but that would be a great way I think to bring it back, personally Sinveritus, you stated reloadable bounties as the, as the new concept possibility do you think Bungie will let that happen current bounties are time gated to slow progression what do you mean they're time gated I mean yeah they're time gated but Ada's isn't the chalice isn't what do you mean it's a slow progression how does that slow my progression if I can get a bounty and keep reloading it and keep getting a shotgun what does that do to speed up my progression now you might be saying oh the XP Lono the XP right you only get one weekly from Ada outside of the frames homie these would function like frames brother these would function like frames you get it do it gun get it do it gun get it do it gun and i know you can only get two but that's what i'm saying one gun a week from from zavala one bounty. well there's three in this picture and then if you don't get xp from them you know that would solve that problem i would think they would have that kind of foresight i would hope uh snaz uh sabo infinite with two months of subs thanks for all the input and open mind appreciate that you keep it pg so many streamers have uh, uh not many streamers have control over their mouths these days well thank you so much for two months welcome back um that's what i mean these would function like the frames they would be they would be a bounty with like an i an, an item attached to it you know you wouldn't need xp from these that's not the purpose weeklies and dailies would have XP attached to them, but not the, not, reload bounties would function differently yeah, no XP do you get XP from an to frame? I don't know if you do, don't you just complete it and it spits the gun out, right? so McNugget with the next question do you think the first completion of the bounties should reward a powerful drop? i i can't say whether or not that would be a good idea looking at this picture i would probably say no because there's three from vanguard and three from crucible that's a lot of freaking powerful drops maybe you get one powerful a week from those so that you know only one of the three would drop powerful but i don't know man we don't know how the system works we don't even know if i'm right so i can't say whether or not that'd be a good idea as a father of two i appreciate the clean nature of your streams I think it's gonna become more common uh, the streaming, streaming with a a family friendly tag is gonna become more common I think, if people wanna have a broad audience the guy would gun in Gambit, the invader is changed from Guardian to a taken enemy of Darkness isn't this proof that they can adjust weapons using the same kind of parameters um yeah, cause the enemies like ignore him, right? I mean th- I don't know if they can do it that easily Uh, I don't know if they can do that um, that easily. Um, So, I think you can make perks. They did that with perks in... They did that with perks in D1. It said blah, 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 increase blah, blah, blah against enemies of the darkness. That was literally a thing in D1. So, I, I don't know why they can't do perks like that now. Imagine if they had a perk that was like, you know, increased increase crit damage after so many crit hits on enemies of the darkness or something so you don't make a scout freaking broken in the crucible but suddenly it becomes viable if used properly in pve like that's just an idea off the top of my head you say bob blah blah yeah bob blah blah's loblog yeah uh the pit boss besides clearing out the vault what are some things i can do in preparation for shadowkeep i'm already stocked to with a bunch of legendary shards and materials what else could i be doing I you could be getting the ghost fragments from Spider and then doing all of his bounties. The bounties, the wanted bounties. Um those, if they carry over and can be cashed in, will have good XP gain for you day one. As far as I know, the best strategy will probably be to boot up and as soon as we have the artifact, pop all the bounties across all three characters, I would think. As soon as you have um as soon as you have the the artifact is you would pop every single bounty you have across all three characters um, to get as much as you possibly can. Five months from concentric arc, Lono, you're still my number one go-to top watch streamer. You usually put out the best content and discussions consistently. Can't wait to see you cover Shadowkeep. Thank you. Moods mo, Sorry if someone already asked this and it's kind of off-topic, but do you think people who did the Wendigo and Mountaintop Quest pre-nerf should get a reward like an emblem or an ornament for the weapons. Man, I just I'm stuck between the boomer generation and the millennial generation. So I hear this and I just think sorry, deal with it, suck it up, cupcake. Like that's my <laughs> that's my instinct. Is, you know, get off my lawn. Don't come back here asking me for this. Kind of like this is how I feel. <laughs> it's like you got it, you got it early, you got to use it and you got to enjoy it. And people that start getting it now, they didn't have it for the last month, two months, or however long you've had it. And, you know, go back to Apple, and be like, hey, I bought my iPhone here a year ago, and I got it for 400 and now you're selling them for 300 Can I have $100? Could I have a free case? Could I have a free charger? I would hope that they would say in the nicest way possible for you to get the frick out. <laughs> get the frick out. Like, I understand where you're coming from. I do. I'm trying to be playful with you because I don't want to come off like rude. I'm trying to be playful with you, okay? But like, come on. They they can't every time. This is what you're asking Bungie to do. This is like this is what you're asking Bungie to do, okay? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be Bungie, and I'm gonna say, okay, you're right. We should do something for you. You're right. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then that means anytime, anytime. They make a change to something that, is, that becomes known to be too troublesome. Any mission, any quest, any grind that is, that is disproportionate or needs tweaking, they gotta keep track of everybody who did it before all right run the report jerry i know it's gonna take a while and i know we're busy but run the report we got to find out who got the gun before we made these changes and then we got to figure out how to do a deliverable in i guess the postmaster to give them like a skin because they're going to be mad like they can't do that every time they make these changes like if we want them to make adjustments and changes to grinds or quests that are too difficult, too grindy, or maybe there's a disproportionate requirement of something like they did on Mountaintop, like the the double kills made some people probably like lose lose certain like years of their life stressing out about getting the multi kills or double kills or whatever the fricking Crucible to get Mountaintop, okay. But you can't ask... You can't ask Bungie to make these updates and to make these changes to make things better and then also on the other side of any time they do that, they also have to remember every single person who got it and then figure out how to deliver it. Like, right now, they're figuring out how to deliver an emblem to people that ran a Nightfall during the week of the Community Challenge. You know what I mean? I just... Ah, I hear where you're coming from. I'm not lacking in empathy for you being like, well, holy frick, I put in the time to get this, and now you're making it easier. What do I get? What do I get? I, I understand. I do. But to get you a, a feeling of satisfaction in regard to this, right, I just don't think there's an easy way for them to do it. I think the expectation is unreasonable. It's understandable. It's an understandable expectation, but it's unreasonable in light of everything they'd have to do to give you like a little trinket to say, attaboy, good job. You did it before it got, before it got nerfed. So, I hope that's an answer that doesn't make you think I'm a jerk. <laughs> Terror Clash. With the buffs coming auto-rifles, uh, with the range nerfs to pulse and hand cannons, you think hard light may become a viable weapon. Zero damage drop-off, along with having all elements be clutch in tougher content all right here's the thing here's the thing i don't know how strong you can make a primary for me to want to use it if it's an exotic um do you see what i'm saying no i'm not going to twitchcon the hard light i don't know if it'll ever be strong enough to warrant me putting it on there are other exotics there's tractor cannon there's 1k voices there's whisper there's there, there's telesto you know there, there's there, there are there are other exotics and there's new exotics right there's there's prometheus lens there is cold heart there is wave splitter there's the new trace rifle coming out in the raid and they're buffing sun they're buffing sunshots you know mag and they're buffing prometheus lens And whenever they do that, whenever I look at, like, Prometheus Lens and Sunshot, I don't know just how... How strong can you make a primary to make me want to use it as as an exotic? Because, like, do you really struggle to kill trash ads, like, ever in Destiny? Ever? Are you ever like, oh, man, dude, if only... If only I had an exotic primary right now, then I would... I would... I would be handling these tissue paper trash ads much better than i am now now there are places where there are places where an exotic primary can shine and i'll give you a couple examples risk runner in the right places can be insanely strong that's contextual but it can be strong outbreak perfected if the entire team is using it in the right places can be very very strong those are very specific and those are very contextual okay but when you have primaries like Ostringer, Recluse, Blast Furnace, and and they do the job really really well, you're. I want you to compare a loadout in your mind. Like mathematically, let's imagine on paper we're just scoring a loadout, and somebody is running Ostringer, Ikalash shotgun, and the 1K voices. That's their loadout, and you're like, that's a pretty strong loadout. I give let's out of 10. You're like, well, that's a nine or a 10. That's that's that's. That's stacked to the frickin' rafters. That's a good loadout, okay? Somebody's running Wendigo and Coldheart because it's Arcburn and they're running Ostringer. That's a really good loadout. You know, eight out of ten. Not quite as strong as the other, but Arcburn takes it up a notch, you know, eight or nine. Now all of a sudden, have somebody using any of the exotic primaries in the game and you're gonna score their loadout lower. Well, what kind of power do they gain by using that exotic primary? Um, well, I mean, in the right conditions, it's strong, but generally they're killing trash ads just as fast. Remember, this is on paper. This isn't preference. This isn't your likes and dislikes. This is just on paper. You're going to you're going to use a mathematical like like calculating machine to say how fast are they killing trash ads? How fast are they killing majors? How fast are they killing bosses? And their their primary and their secondary and their heavy are all getting calculated. So your exotic primary and my ostringer when we're when we're measuring their efficiency at what at killing trash ads I don't think you're passing me up and even if you're passing me up a little bit that little bit that you're passing me up how much of a difference does that make when I'm using like a 1k a whisper a tractor cannon or any of those other really strong exotics that are in the game I hope that makes sense like I just don't think an exotic primary ever feels strong enough to warrant using it always feels like a gimmick now bad juju with phoenix protocol might have a place in the raids because they're lowering super energy regeneration and you don't really need uh, Lunafaction anymore especially if people are running field prep on their heavy so i could see people saying dude run bad juju with phoenix and you can keep your super up we might start seeing people lean in more to Actual defined loadouts like I'm gonna run Juju with Phoenix I'm gonna be the well guy and if you guys let me kill the ads and you make sure to stand in the well when we kill ads we'll, I'll have my super back every time that may become very very important to the rhythm of the fight because if not then somebody else has got to run warlock well and that might that might lower your team's efficiency so again I just I have never ever put on an exotic primary and ever felt like it did enough when you have a long history of exotic heavies that are so significantly better. Gallahorn, Sleeper, Indy One, Raze Lighter, Dark Drinker. These weapons are in a, in a class all their own. And a primary, we just, we we kill, we kill enemy trash ads so efficiently. Thorn, yeah, again, I just, I, I'm telling you, I just Sweet business is going to clap cheeks? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. And that's the biggest problem. Well, what if we buff the damage, Lono? Okay, cool. How fast can you kill a trash ad? You know? I mean, I guess they could start to make exotic primaries strong enough to start using on majors, so it feels like it kind of leaves its lane a little bit. The, The outbreak does. I think the outbreak's is a good example of a primary that leaves its lane. You can use that on a major or a tanky enemy and the outbreak ramps up and starts kicking pretty hard. But a lot of the times it's just, it's not hard to hit that guy with a cold heart or, or, or barrel stuff him with a shotgun. So it doesn't feel necessary. So that's a long answer, but it's a complex issue because exotics in general, I don't think are all that helpful in the game. I don't. I think having a spectrum of legendaries makes more sense, and if there's investment and in god roll chasing and all this stuff, then your loadout's more influenced by your pursuits, god rolls, investment, and all of that. And then instead of being like, "Man, what a great idea for a perk on the on the graviton lance," and it just kind of stuck because it's really tough to justify using it. Uh, we got a long one here from Boss Ito. Don't you think there's too much rhythmical intentionality? Rotating Ada bounties, rotating Reckoning bosses, possible rotating Shadowkeep bounties could end up being a really full weeks. I, you're, is that a problem? Uh, anyway, in the worst case scenario, we could end up with iron Banner, spare rations, boss, full curse week, fresh content, and more things to do uh, we don't know about Shadowkeep. That would be a bit frustrating to the average Joe that has a little bit of time to play that particular week or to a committed player that's out on vacation. Okay. So I don't believe you build games around personal life situations. I think that's a bad idea. I think this is the this is the right problem to have. Okay? So whenever we say it's that's that's the right problem to have, imagine that you're doing an after school club and it's a um it's a gaming for good club. You wanna start like a gaming for good chapter at your school and they let you have room you know room a 17 and room a 17 can seat 50 people and a hundred people show up you people would tell you well that's a good problem to have we'll uh we'll have to figure out how to fit y'all in here or maybe we'll have to find you another room okay that's a good problem to have so i would think that's what you want you want somebody to look at the week and say um wow i don't know what i'm gonna focus on right now uh, what matters to me the most spare rations so they spend the week and they spend their play sessions going for a spare rations and an ideal destiny the intentionality reload bounties things like that having an intentional grind you would hope they would get a spare rations that they like and then the next week they do something else okay because then you what you're what you're doing in that scenario is you're going week to week and it's varied and it's varied accordance to player preference right now what you end up doing a lot of the times is you just stick to your core activity or you force yourself through activities you don't want to play because you're leveling and i i don't know i think as 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 i gave the example with a club that doesn't have enough seats for everybody because too many people are showing up too many activities to do in a week is the right problem to have that's the right problem to have what does that do to the player mentally i don't think it creates defeatism I don't. I think the player says, I have so much to do. And they finish that week and they think, next week, I'm working on this. Right? You know what that feels like, okay? Whenever you start a new game and your quest box is full and every NPC wants to talk to you and you're a little overwhelmed, there's like this weird. Conflicted feeling inside where you're like, I don't even know if I want to play this game. It's there's so much to do, and you know what happens when you shut the game off and you're you're laying in bed or or you're at work and you're sitting there punching away at work. You know what you do? I can't wait to dive back in. I'm gonna work on this. I'm gonna do that. You there's like this thing that happens. You just you're looking forward to diving back in. As much as I got frustrated by Borderlands 3's first playthrough. I still wanted to dive back in. I wanted to do I wanted to do the things. I wanted to hear the story. I wanted to level up my character to try, you know, his new abilities and stuff. Now, something something that is sort of grating against my desire to jump back into Borderlands is everything that we've talked about with pacing because the loot that dropping it doesn't feel like it's worth my time. And that's where Destiny I think has an answer to that. In, in in your question, you have exactly what I'm talking about. You have this, uh, do I go for spare rations? Do I grind Iron Banner? It's full curse week. Uh, Eris has this thing on the rune table this week. Oh man, which do I want to do? Do you see what's motivating your decisions? Even in your own question, what's motivating your decisions? Loot. You're like, oh, which thing is the most important to me right now? I think that is the ideal situation for a game like Destiny. If you want it to be game as service- hobbyists like they're in there it's not addiction you guys are using the wrong word go get it go go to dictionary.com and look up addiction what i described is not addiction enjoying a hobby and having a healthy desire to jump back in and do the hobby again is not addiction you're being too liberal with the use of the word 24 months from first fate finally made it to 24 despite the awkward prime sub timing two years that's a gold badge two years we are on question 28 sin veritas i really like your ideas for the strike playlist even though even if those don't get implemented do you think that they would at least do the streak system oh yeah that was so good what was it in d1 the longer you stayed in the strike playlist was it xp what did they how do they do that i forget um there was something that happened in the strike playlist where the longer you stayed in the playlist, it was there was something that would cap. You got more rewards. Streak system with more legendary drops, and it wasn't it after like five it hit its cap, you couldn't get it to go any higher, or something like that. Um I, I I I think something like that could come back for the reboot bounties. Imagine if the reboot bounties are a thing. Let's just imagine reload bounties are a thing. And they take it takes three strikes to complete one okay so there's a vanguard bounty to get a shotgun and after three strikes it drops the shotgun okay after three strikes you get a multiplier that then makes that reboot bounty that reload bounty complete after just two strikes two more strikes takes you to five okay after five strikes in a row without without leaving the playlist now that bounty drops a gun after every strike. And, ooh, you don't want to leave the playlist now. You're in. You're hooked. You can't stop now. Oh, I don't like Fnatic. Ooh, I don't like Exodus Crash. I hate these. Oh, I hate these strikes. Yeah, but if you stay in, you get that buff on your bounty. It's going to drop a gun every time. Um... I, I should I should stop giving out these ideas and, and hire myself out as a consultant. Cause like as I described it, I'm like, that's the perfect system for strikes. Like people would stay in there all day. You would not want to leave. What if you get AFKers and strike? No, no, no. It wouldn't work. Nope. No. You've gotta code these bounties to require something you gotta do something in the strike. Whether it's kill a certain number of ads, I would make it a very low number of ad kills so that if, if you matchmaking these guys just fly ahead and melt the boss you're not like oh frick my bounty's not gonna work right you would you would have to do you know I don't know kill 10 kill 10 ads or something because um, you're not gonna kill 10 ads if you're afking and you're gonna kill 10 ads if you're if you could be a potato and kill 10 ads you know killing like 10 enemies come the frick on And if they kill 10 enemies, then put the controller down in AFK, the number of people doing that would be significantly lower. Most of the people AFK with a macro or rubber bands or something. And I don't even think rubber bands work. Macroing on computer works, but... You're not going to get 10 kills by accident, even if you have the guy running around and shooting. It just isn't going to happen. So. Sunfire. With the idea of reloadable bounties... Do you see them adding these types of bounties to planet vendors? We've already gotten this question I even talked about in the talk. I would like to see it on the on the, on the planets. Um, it would be an extra way to farm materials due to new light players. I would rather it not just be materials, but also like weapons. Brostafa, do you anticipate the new Shadowkeep bounties will have the same intentional grind as the Ada bounties? Well, as far as we can tell, when Luke Smith is describing the rune table, he says you're going to make... Rewards, and if you don't get the role you want, you're going to go back and make more. Was the phrasing that he used, and they show the rune table, and the rune table's got bounties. So I would think that, yeah, it's that's how it's going to work. You're going to be, you're going to be grabbing those bounties, and you're going to be going in, and you're going to be making those guns over and over again, just like Ada. Arson at Dawn. Hey, Lona, I have some other streamers and YouTubers posting what pinnacle weapons they have and what they don't on Twitter. I was wondering, what pinnacle weapons do you have and still want to get? I don't have Mountaintop. I don't have Hush. I never got the Broadsword. And the Sniper, uh, Revoker. I think I have everything else. I got Recluse, When Go, Oxygen, Breakneck. Um... Oh, I never got a Lunas and a Not Forgotten. I don't have that as well. Yep, okay, there you go. So, yeah, there's a handful that I'm missing, and I was going to actually consider maybe going for a Lunas or a Not Forgotten, but they don't stack the crit bonus, so it, it, I don't know. PVE, the Lunas and the Not Forgotten worked better before they changed the way that the crit crit bonus works, because they don't bonus, they don't buff your crit. Um, so, I don't need comp help, I have zero interest in going for those weapons, I, like, I couldn't, there is not an ounce of care in me to go for them, so... And I'm on PC anyway. Wizzy Savoka. Did Bungie say we can safely delete old armor mods before Shadowkeep? I'm not sure if they've spoken specific to that or not. Just wait until after, just in case. Jack White. Want to know... I want to know your take on Destiny doing a weekly feature raid where it will be at the current power level as the most recent raid with higher power level loot drops. Um... I would take this idea and I would save it for when they decide to do something with the year one weapons, because I love this idea even more. If I'm running Leviathan and getting Leviathan weapons with random rolls, I don't like this idea that much right now because I would go into old raids for a transaction of power and the loot would matter very little the armor would drop armor 2.0 but the guns would make a dissonance in the loot delivery it's like i'm getting a gun that's static that's old so i'm I'm gonna take your idea and i'm gonna put it on a post-it note and i'm gonna slap it over here and say let's do this once we figure out what we're gonna do with the year one weapons because i think your idea falls short because of the weapons Sinveritus. Do you think adding weekly community objectives will bring attention to older content? Will we get larger player groups and matchmaking like Luke said? This would help with new light players getting help through the content and show community efforts. I don't envision them saying, welcome to Shadowkeep. Here's a bunch of community challenges in old content. I could see them doing something like this once a month after a couple of weeks or something. But There's a delicate balance here, right? I don't know if you gain that much by driving existing players into old content and letting new players stay in old content. I don't know how much you gain there. They're landing in the game 750. You would hope that they would go around, shoot some stuff, feel good about the game, and then buy Shadowkeep and jump into play with their buddies you would think that a lot of people jumping in are going to be Catalyst players. And what I mean by Catalyst players is somebody somewhere was the catalyst for them trying out Destiny, and that's the driver, which means you kind of want them in the new stuff. You want them to jump into the new ethos and the new loot systems and the new weapons and the new activities. So I wouldn't think that you would want this sort of almost black hole vacuum like sucking people back into the old content like hey there's a community challenge and you're gonna come back here and you're gonna help new players in the old content like they don't even have to run the campaign you know they're gonna hit the ground running at 7:50, and if they want swipe their credit card and jump in with you on the moon activities and Eris Morn's stuff they can go to the moon and patrol it I would think that's what they want they want people a brand new player and this is why they're opening up the whole game to them a brand new player can jump on the moon and start running around, and they're gonna see stuff they can't do. They're gonna interact with an NPC that they can't really talk to, and that's gonna be that soft prodding to push them into the new the new season of destiny. Markle uh gens will all armor be available to apply is or orna- no, it won't. We've gotten this question a lot. So ornaments that can be applied are is eververse armor and there's one ornamental armor set that's a universal ornamental armor set in the season pass book that shiny Vex said whiskey sour how do you feel about the mountain climber analogy Luke made would you say it's indicative of loot attainability in the future i.e. early redrex claymore and not forgotten I don't know what you're talking about whiskey if you're in chat or somebody in chat can clarify how do you feel about the mountain climber analogy that Luke Smith made would you say it's indicative of loot attainability in the future is this did, did he make it sound like it, it, it needs to be really hard to get to get loot like Redrix and not forgotten I'm not really sure what you mean um, Luke used mountain climbing as an analogy to us players I, I gather that from the question uh, he said that once you reach the, reach the peak it gets easier so he's saying... I don't like to read into analogies like this too much. Is he saying that, like, once you get the powerful stuff, it feels easier? I mean, that's generally true in, in these games. Once you hit the peak of everything, you're, you're full load out, you got everything maxed, you got great guns, the game does get easier. That's true in a lot of these games. So maybe, the, I I think, I don't know. Maybe I, If you're saying he's talking about loot attainability... I, like, it's going to be really, really hard, but then once you get it, it's going to make a big difference. I just don't know. I, that, I, I don't want to read too much into this. This seems like a weird statement for him to make. And let, I, I I, don't even know where he made it. Next question. A fluffy rhino. What Shadow Keep drops, I want to remake. Uh, when Shadow Keep drops, I want to remake my Titan. How much work do you think I'll have to do before I can actually start the new content? Um. You, there will not be work I, it, I i don't know this this is this should be pretty clear by now and if it's not clear for you because maybe you're just coming back around and you haven't been really paying attention i'm going to try and make it really clear for you and anybody listening to this okay everyone is 750 in like 5 days okay so october the 1st hits and we're all we're all 750 all of us and you go into shadow keep and you're like i want to go to the moon I want to do the quest line with Eris. You can. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. The only thing stopping you from doing that is a credit card. That's it. You got to buy the content. So there, you're not going to have to be like, and that's a big, big value point with new light is that they want everybody just to jump in and play. They're trying to remove barriers between you playing with other people. Maybe I read into it wrong. I assumed he meant when you get down the mountaintop, people will be impressed with what you have to show for doing it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I, again, I would have to see it and read it in context to really grapple with what he tried to say about the mountain climbing. So yeah, Fluffy Rhino, there's nothing in your way October the 1st from just jumping in and doing the new stuff. You don't have to go do any prep when it drops. Uh, Kakita Shing, Shingayuki, are the artifact experience levels known, no, they've not they've not said Venom, why does everyone focus on old weapons and all that being too good, destiny has been around, uh, destiny has been about the gunplay and the recluse is far from the only thing you can use to do well with, am I crazy um, your question is all over the place logically I'm having a hard time understanding what you're saying why is everyone focused on the old weapons and all that being too good? Destiny is all about the gunplay and the recluse is far from the only thing you can use to do well with. I think what you're trying to say is why are people so f- uh, focused on old weapons? The recluse isn't that great. You can use new stuff. I think. I think that's what you're trying to say. Um, so... I- the, there's a general problem with letting you use your loot forever. There's a general problem with that. Because of the way that Bungie scales loot. Like in Borderlands, if I get a legendary at level 25, that legendary doesn't do anything for me at 35, I gotta find it again, okay? And the reason that works in Borderlands is because you get to enjoy the reward in its context and have fun with it, and then later on, if you want to get it again, there's more longevity, there's more loot pursuit. Destiny does something very, very different, and it says you can get this weapon, and it's really strong, and if you got it and you're, let's say, you know, cap is 960, and you get a weapon to drop in the 800s, that weapon is always helpful to you. You can just keep infusing it up. And when they do that, it can create, I think, a problem where the minute you get a really, really strong weapon, it was strong when it dropped, and it still is strong. The Midnight Coup is is a real is a real uh, good example of this. Okay, the Midnight Coup dropped and was a great gun, and it felt good, and it was people uh, people really liked it. I, people always were curious why I was using it. And then they nerfed explosive rounds, so Better Devils was no longer, like, the go-to, um, like, the go-to, you know, PVE weapon. So then Midnight Coup became the, the go-to PVE weapon, okay? Now, what I was doing two years ago in Destiny with the Midnight Coup, I'm still doing today. So the Midnight Coup doesn't, like, suddenly not be, it's, like, not, it's not a bad weapon just because time has passed. It's not rusty, um, oh, it was be, it was trash until they buffed Rampage, Well, in any case, my point is, is that what we're doing in Destiny doesn't change that much. So, that gun doesn't become bad with time. It, you can, like, the Recluse isn't going to suddenly not be a good option as a gun just because we've we've had it for a while. And so the only way you leave stuff behind is through, like, what they did with Taken King. You've just got to do, like, a... A threshing floor like reset where nothing comes with you and people hate that, but I don't I, I just don't think it's avoidable. I think eventually like Thanos' snap, you know, I'm inevitable. I think there's a there's a snap where I'm inevitable. I'm gonna take your weapons and your gear and lock it, and it, it, it stays put in that era of destiny, and now there's a bunch of new stuff to chase. The biggest dilemma for Bungie in doing this is they seem to struggle with quantity. Forsaken and even Shadowkeep. I don't think they're going to bring enough loot to justify leaving stuff behind. There's just I, I, I think. I think that there's a lot, there's just a lot that would that would feel empty and sort of like oh man, there's there's nothing. To, I I can't use anything. I, you know I can't use my old stuff and there's not that much new stuff right now. They would need to be able to, like, because whenever they did that with Taken King, there was a clear quantitative, you know, injection. There was a lot of stuff they added. So they can't, I just don't think you can continue to use things for forever. And that's why people look at recluse and other guns and like, what the heck is going on? This gun's so strong, it'll always be strong kill breezy why did they remove factions any thoughts on bringing them back i'd love for them to bring them back in a way where there is a rally that's like a week long but i'd also like the rally the factions to be there all the time so you could just keep grinding future war cult and throughout the season you're earning you know how the book works that they've shown us that season pass like as you level it up you get stuff the faction should have something very similar and you get you know some shaders and there's a ship ghost and a a sparrow you know you get if you level up future war cult enough throughout the season and then the rally could be like a week-long thing where while you're grinding for future war cult there's like a weapon that can drop or a weapon or two that can drop that has you know you get some good rolls on it then it goes away and you're like oh i didn't get the weapon but then the next time rally comes around there's a new weapon and the and the previous weapon can just drop into the loot pool of whenever you're you know, just grinding and leveling them up. You you spits one out every once in a while. Something like that. Or a bounty system that allows you to just grind for it. Something like that. That doesn't go away. Terror Clash. Do you think they should bring back class exclusive weapons maybe designed for to accentuate the thematic differences between the classes? I actually don't like weapons that are class specific. That may be my preference and bias and so I don't know if I can make a good argument as to why they shouldn't do it. I just know that I don't like it in a loot based shooter I don't like getting a gun and being told ah, 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 you can't use that and then there's also all the players who only have one character and then there's guns that you're adding that they can't use so local anthem I saw the, uh, there was a Bungie please post on reddit that suggested we get kill clip on a bow can we talk about why that's a terrible idea um I'm assuming that kill clip on a bow would be problematic because of the 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 fire rate of the bow the lethality of the crits and the fact that oh I don't know you don't have to reload the gun like <laughs> you can't put kill clip on a bow there's no reload like that, can you imagine that on on any other thing that can that like that can that can shoot that fast suddenly having a buff why is rampage okay but kill clip is not because rampage doesn't affect time to kill in the crucible until you get it up to like stack three right i don't know you you basically rampage is harder to proc up to a lethal uh, up to a lethal place in pvp right because you got to get don't you have to get to the third stack of rampage before it affects. TTK in the Crucible, like before it becomes a three, a three three tap? Or wait, how long, what's that, how fast does a bow kill you with two crits in the, in the, in the Crucible? Is it two? Is it two crits and you're dead? Rampage times one is a one hit kill as far as I know. It's two headshots for most bows to kill. And if I kill you and get Rampage, do I get a big enough buff to kill the next guy in line with re- one stack of rampage on a bow like kill clip on rockets right i don't know if you can do that no no two times rampage can kill low resilience guardians yeah like i just i think kill clip i think kill clip would be too strong and too immediate rampage um times three is really hard to you you you're not getting a lot of rampage times three on a bow in Crucible. Come on. And if you are, I mean, you sound like you might deserve to get a one tap kill. You're freaking Robin Hood if you're pulling that off. Um, kill clip lasts longer. Yeah, I think kill clip on a bow would become a one tap, and that would become a problem. You would only need to get one kill, and then you would just start zip one kill, zip one kill, zip. I mean, I don't think that that would be a good idea. And kill clip as a perk doesn't make sense on a bow cuz you're not reloading it. The whole point of kill clip is that like you have to reload the weapon and there is no reload. Rampage works the same way on a bow that it does a scout, a hand cannon or a pulse. One kill procs rampage. You know, you don't have to reload for rampage to proc. That's the, that's the same way that rampage works on a hand cannon, a pulse rifle, a scout rifle. You gotta get a kill, and then rampage procs. It's the same on all of them. Kill clip on all those guns doesn't proc until you reload the gun, and on a bow you don't have to get a kill. Maintain the lane. Next person kill clip hit. You know, I I, I don't think I, I think that is a that's that would be a misapplication of the perk because it wouldn't require leaving the lane, resting, reloading, re-entering the lane. It would be immediate. It would be immediate like basically like rampage is immediate the bow reloads when you put another arrow in so gorilla dump do you want it do you think that's the appropriate response and the argumentation that's been put forth is that you do reload the bow you put another arrow in you think that's equal like you think that's equal i don't think it's equal i mean that's not a reload that's not a reload, cause a, cause a hand cannon goes bam, 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 and a bow is zh, shoot, zh, shoot, shoot, shoot. There is no disruption in the shooting pattern. That's your shooting pattern. A hand cannon shooting pattern is disrupted by reloading. There's no disruption in the shooting pattern of a bow. There is no reload, technically. I mean, it's technically a reload. You see what I'm saying? Um, then what's a bow reloader perk? I I am I'm, I'm assuming quicker draw time on the on the the, the 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 draw. I don't know. I think draw time is the disruption. I just think we're gonna you're gonna create a false. Th- this is an this is an automatic false equivalency. I just don't think you can take a reload perk like kill clip and slap it on a bow. I just don't think you can. I don't know. I just bows are bows are weird. Admittedly, but my instinct here is to say. Reloading is different because you have to leave the lane. Bows can, can re-knock an arrow and draw so quickly that you can't really count that as a reload. If I'm going to reload my hand cannon, even with Outlaw, I have to leave the lane. The rhythm of the gun, its damage output, is disrupted, and I go reload, and I re-enter, and the rhythm of damage is maintained. A bow's rhythm of damage is not disrupted this is its rhythm of damage draw hold release draw hold release that rhythm is not disrupted ever there is no reload mechanic of disruption the rhythm of damage bow i'm I'm sorry arrow 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 hand cannon bullet 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 only the hand cannon suffers from the disruption of needing to reload you are out of bullets you gotta leave the lane reload the gun come back out so i i just i i think that would be a dangerous real real dangerous thing to start doing to bows so if you're putting in a new arrow into the rest you are reloading you're not interacting with what i just said a hand cannon and a bow have a rhythm of damage only the hand cannon's rhythm of damage is disrupted by reload. The bow never has its rhythm of damage disrupted. Therefore, there is no reload There is no reload pain felt, ever. You stay on the lane and can continue the rhythm of damage. I can't do that with a hand cannon. I can't do that with a scout or a pulse. I don't, I don't know how that's lost on you. A bow's rhythm is set and unchanges... There is no, wait, hang on, I gotta get more arrows out, okay, now I'm ready. So, that'd be crazy. Death Starfish, uh, Lono, I agree with you on these reload type bounties, but does it need to be in every single activity? Do we save harder content, Raids Nightfall of X Offensive for different reward systems? Yeah, possibly. Look, I'm not trying to say take these bounties and, and, and just like a stamp, just like boom, 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 stamp them everywhere. It'd be cool if like there was something different in the raids with, you know, how you do it. You know, I, I, I'm, I'd be fine with that. Bows reload and that's a fact? No. No, like I you're not understanding the mechanics of the argument. You're just leaning on it. You're le- leaning on one one assertion. You're not you're not interacting with the mechanics of the argument. A, a hand cannon has a fire rate and a reset on it, right? It you shoot it and its recoil resets. That's its that's its rhythm of damage. And then I have to stop and disrupt that rhythm of damage. You take the clip out and put another one in. On a bow, there's a rhythm of damage. Draw, fire, draw, fire. There's a rhythm there where the gun, the weapon resets itself to shoot again. It's a fire rate. Draw time is part of the fire rate, it's not a reload. Reload disrupts the rhythm of damage. I know it's difficult when you're grinding an axe to have facts come into your brain, but those are the facts. There is math involved here. I am not confused. The rhythm of bow delivery, there is not, there. There. It, it's fire rate, draw time is part of its fire rate. It, it, that's what you're saying. There is no, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, I gotta reload my bow. That moment doesn't exist. It doesn't! You don't understand the mathematical argument that I am making. You're missing it. Jiminy Christmas. Dan Papa. You mentioned that Activision Blizzard possibly have hurt the move to Steam. What do you think shows that? I had to uninstall D2 on PC so that I could preload. So if it's true, it pisses me out. You have to... What? You don't have to uninstall. I had to uninstall D2 on PC? Is that true? Like, what... You preload into a Steam folder. You know what I'm saying? People are saying false, nope, not true, no, no. Yeah, you don't have to uninstall. All I said was this. I said that I felt like Activision and Blizzard were being kind of, they're being kind of smarmy about the whole situation. They're not allowing preemptive license transfer, which I think personally, is BS. I should be able to transfer my Forsaken license right the frick now. I bought the content, I own the content, the content's moving to another place, I should be able to transfer my license right the frick now. But, whatever. Blizzard Activision, are probably being sticklers on some contractual line item, so we can't actually do that until October the 1st. Bleh. Also, as soon as cross save went into effect, as soon as cross save went into effect, all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, I I I'm getting not instanced very well. Like there's some background like authentication on my on my my account that's getting jacked up. I don't know. It just feels weird. Um Yeah, I don't know. That's just a theory. I I just kind of felt like, man, I feel like Activision Blizzard's doing something. I feel like, why all of a sudden can't I instance very well? I'm getting kicked to orbit a lot. All this stuff. I don't know. Knock, draw, loose is not reloading. We don't run with 10 arrows in a quiver that needs reloading. Yeah, I don't interact with people that can't that can't see the basic mathematical facts of the argument. They're just sticking to a point. They're not even entering the landscape of the discussion. They don't even understand the math that refutes what they're saying. It's, it's math. It's a fact. It's on paper, you are wrong, right? The, the, you can't put that on a, on a bow. You can't cause there's a mathematical pain point of reloading that makes sense of click kill clip defo side if this is a recharge if this is a re- if, if if these are rechargeable if these are rechargeable do you think they should have material tied to it like the chalice um i don't know uh i'm trying to think here what do we do with ada we go and we gri- do do we need anything once it's not powerful? We can keep buying the thing, right? What do we need? Do we need anything to buy a non-powerful from Ada? I, I haven't done it in a while. I'm blanking. You need the schematics. But the thing that the modules, right? The module reports. Don't you get those? You ended up. I Modulus reports. Thank you. Modulus reports. Thank you. I ended up with too many. They ended up in the, they ended up going to the, um, oh, I remember what I would do. I'm remembering now. I have not done it in a long time. I would run an extra forge to get an extra batch of modulus reports so I never had to stop. Right? Stack up the modulus reports, buy another one. Stack up the modulus reports, buy another one. I remember that. I remember that. Okay, okay. So now I'm tracking with you here because that's kind of what the chalice does, right? Here's the thing about the runes. I didn't like the fact that runes were RNG. If I wanted to get a certain type of rune, I think there should have been maybe like a way for me to go earn those. So I would be okay with these Vanguard bounties. Oh, this would be the perfect way to do it. Remember how I said you could run three strikes, complete the bounty, two strikes, complete the bounty, and now you're getting a multiplier streak bonus in the Vanguard strike playlist. What if that's how they did it? You run three strikes to charge up the bounty, right? And then you get the gun from it. And then you do two strikes, charge up the bounty, and then one strike. Once you get to that multiplier, you're getting whatever the currency is in a greater number, so you're charging up the bounty quicker. Right? So, it should just be woven into the strikes. Right? I don't want to have to do this, like, back and forth thing where it's like, We'll go over here and grind this and get this thing then come back here and buy the thing now that you've bought the thing Okay, now go over there and go run that activity for a gun. I I think that's too truncated Streamline the frickin process Every I run three strikes charge up the bounty get the gun now I have a multiplier in the strike playlist as long as I don't back out run two strikes charge up the bounty get the gun now that i've run five strikes in a row it's charged the bounty every strike every strike right i think that's 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 a that's a winsome sort of like loyalty grind rewarding mechanic that i think would work really really well i just don't like the idea of what i mean what was it the uh the freaking the forge uh the osiris forge go do this get some stuff got some stuff cool that's not enough stuff. Oh, it's not enough stuff? No, there's more stuff. Oh, where, where's this stuff? Well, that stuff's over there. So it's like multiple activities and then going all the way back to Osiris to get the gun, okay? Load time on consoles has to be a part of this discussion for frick's sake. Most of your players play on console, right? Most of them play on console. So load times has got to be a part of the discussion. Quit telling people to buy SSDs. I know that helps, but that's not a solution. They can create bounties that don't require a trip to the tower and don't require you to run somewhere else. You just stay and again, think about what I'm saying. There is something really, really good and healthy about a player base that lands in a lane and they stay there for a long time. Yeah, dude, I was in the strike playlist last night for like three hours. It was awesome. I, I got paired with some really good people, and we actually sent each other some invites, and we were running the strikes really, really fast. Dude, I got like five of that. I got five opportunities on the gun last night. Yeah, I got it to drop five times. Yeah, I got a pretty good roll. I'm going to try again tonight. I don't know. There is something good about that. That feels right. Yeah, I was in Crucible all last night, dude. It was great. Got on a little win streak. I had that bounty, got that bounty streak the bounty streak, I was getting a gun every game, felt good felt good, right so the the nature of doing multiple activities and going back to the tower and stuff, I, I don't um, yeah, I don't think that's a good system and structure, I think Ada's system needs streamlined and this would be a good opportunity to iterate on it Slush gum. Do you think bringing back skeleton keys or an evolved version of that system would be good for the game? I think the bounties that Ada has and an evolution of that is a better system than the skeleton keys. Skeleton keys weren't bad, um, in concept. They were bad in execution. Uh, there was this sort of, there were too many layers of RNG, okay? Typically, uh, typically, that was what my, uh, my feedback was on the the way they structured skeleton keys. There's too many layers of RNG. You could run a number of strikes and not get a key. You could then go into the strike and open the box and not even get the gun to drop. You could get the grass skirt. Uh, and then when the finally, the gun finally drops, there's RNG on the rolls. That's way too many layers of RNG. That makes the whole effort feel very frustrating and futile. Cosmo Cosmo confirms it's a big one referring to the TWAB. Yay! So, RNG for the key, RNG for the gun, RNG for the roll. Too many layers. Remove the layers, okay? Remove the layers. The skeleton key system wasn't bad. It offered an intentionality. And I believe Nightfall rewards now with the RNG protection in the score it's it's close, it's so freaking close to being right, okay this is how nightfall should behave welcome to Tuesday reset, you want to grind for a warden's law, excellent, you're gonna have to first get a high score of 200,000, okay get your 200,000, now that nightfall has a little Ingram light next to it that's lit up and what that means is now every time you run this nightfall the warden of nothing drops every time you're not focused on the score anymore you unlock you like you unlock the drop there's nothing wrong with giving somebody a warden's law after every run there's nothing wrong with that that generosity is totally sensible totally sensible it's very similar it's very similar to ada's bounties and the chalice it's right in line with that rhythm of reward the rhythm of nightfall reward right now is not in line with the chalice or ada's bounties I run a nightfall nothing 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 six nightfalls nothing finally get one come on like I, th- that's that's not uh that's that's not that's not in line with like run run the menagerie and get a gun run the menagerie and get a gun cause if you're running with a good team how we were running a menagerie in 10 or 11 minutes that's about the same as a, as a nightfall run but I gotta run six Nightfalls to get a Warden's Law? But I can run, in the same amount of time that I run six Nightfalls and get one Warden's Law, you're getting six Ostringers? Why? That doesn't make any sense. And how fast could you get a Kindled Orchid for crying out loud? What, 15 minutes? 20 with load time? So like, that's like a gun every other Nightfall, basically. You know, one one gun every 20 minutes. Why are you having easier content, more rewarding than a nightfall? You know what I'm saying? Not that nightfalls are hard with the card. You can set them up and burn through them pretty fast. Um, So you're also drawing out of a certain set of armor and Menagerie. Well, no, you can literally go into Menagerie and say, give me an Ostringer. And you get an Ostringer every time. It's immediate. Now, some people might push back. I'm like, now, Lono, you had to grind for the runes first. Okay, sure. L- then just go to the Ada bounties. Ada bounties, it's a gun every 20 minutes. It's the gun I want every 20 minutes. Um, we ran the Warden's Nightfall in 7-8 minutes, so a guaranteed drop would be nice. I, there's nothing wrong. Listen, if you're going to allow Ada's bounties and you're going to allow the Chalice, then you can't argue against you can't argue against the, uh, the, the the Nightfall dropping a gun every time. Especially if it's something that you unlock. I got a high score of 200,000, I unlocked the little, the Nightfall reward for that week. You unlock the reward and now it drops every time you're on the Nightfall. Freaking ship that, that's such a good system. Somebody leaked the opening cinematic, yeah. Just watch out for Reddit, YouTube, and Twitter guys, apparently somebody leaked the opening cinematic to Shadowkeep. It's not leaked, the embargo's over. I didn't think the embargo on the YouTube videos included the opening cinematic, I thought it was just the opening mission. Mathan Jar. Any news on new Crucible game modes? I could have sworn I saw First Light D1 combined arms. It's called um it's called uh Mo- momentum control control. Frick, what's it called, guys? It's on the calendar. Um there is there is one. There's there's a new version of control coming and they show like a couple seconds of it in the 10-minute vid doc. Um momentum control, is that it? I got it right! Oh my gosh! I almost never get those things right. <laughs> I always miss. I always say it wrong. Oh, it's something like a speed demon control frig. I don't know. And then Chat tells me uh, the right answer. So yeah, that that is one that's announced. That comes near the middle of November on the calendar, I think. Mick Hey, Lono, do you think that these repeatable bounties would naturally have to be less rewarding to have players still consider the daily and weekly bounties? It would be for a gun, in my mind. It would be like an A to frame. The other bounties would be about resources and currency and XP. So it would be a different type of bounty. It would be like an A to frame. You're not doing an A to frame for resources or XP. You're not doing that evil the waffler spoilers will be timed out uh, possibly banned permanently don't put spoilers in chat I got zero tolerance for that evil the waffler might be hard to answer but I'm just curious when was destiny pvp your favorite and why okay so the best time for me in destiny's pvp was around the time that they neutered special ammo and I was going into elimination with my friends during the week and I was playing as a hunter. And I was using a hand cannon. And people were actually kind of impressed. They're like, wow, you're actually pretty good. And I, I was doing pretty well. I was improving. I was analyzing my gameplay, my decisions. Overextending, holding lanes, map control. Hunters are really nice for uh, shootouts. Because the, the primary shootout meta kind of returned. Um, because they had to hurt shotguns. With the meta, to, the meta shift on special ammo. And then... Fusion grenades and icebreaker took over and I quickly stopped playing. <laughs> I didn't like I didn't like it. Um so it was uh it was fun. It was fun and I liked it for a very short time. And that was about it. Um so. I watched a video last night where Lono said he would spend insane amounts of times in the Crucible and Gambit, and they were great. It was a two-year-old video though. Oh, yeah, I talked about how I thought I was going to spend a lot of time in Gambit because it looked good. Yeah, I would have. I would have if it wasn't so terrible. Uh, uh, Karma policeman. After five years, don't you think it's time for an auto rifle with explosive rounds? Uh, Man, oh, man, I don't know what that would do to the crucible. <laughs> that would be, I, that might be kind of rough getting shot by explosive rounds in the crucible um i don't know about that uh gotta be careful pvp is always a potential issue g lemons oh by the way guys if you're here and you're brand new to the stream and you like the interactive podcast style a lot of times i have gameplay right here but we're looking at these new bounties uh speculating about them but if you're enjoying the content remember to click follow following the channel is free and easy it's the heart button and it ensures that you cannot miss out on content I'll probably be doing a stream tonight with my wife. We've been playing through Borderlands 3. And I do a lot of these discussions and Q&A sessions with the community. So thanks for being here. Um, G Lemons. So I Hunter main, but I started a Warlock and Titan because they will be they will vault to 750 on Tuesday. Do I still need to find the Seeds of Light for the Supers? Have they said anything about that chat? I don't know if they've said that. Uh, I don't know if they've said how the Supers will work. I don't know if they're going to make new players do that either. Um, They haven't mentioned supers. And then someone said, Dear Lord, I hope not. (laughs) I don't know, dude. I have no idea. Willie will know. Since the new artifact is able to be leveled, do you foresee it being character-bound some way? If so, do you see a decrease in multiple character players if the artifact has no level cap? It's account-bound. It's not character-bound. Blitz Uh, says, do you think they will add exotic class items to the factions like D1? Also, what Eververse items are going to be deleted? I don't know what Eververse items are going to be deleted. The the Eververse is going through a change, but I don't, exotic items to factions. we, We don't even know if factions are coming back and when. Um, supers are a part of Forsaken. I don't know. I just got a new license agreement. Huh? They haven't changed the title screen yet, have they, with like music and stuff? Sometimes they do that early. I was hoping they would do that. The Young Raccoon. With a new bunch of games releasing in October, how successful do you think New Light will be adding to the player population of the game? Well, it's October the 1st, so I think they can get in ahead of the, you know, a lot of the new games. It's far enough away from Borderlands. Borderlands did not... Um, I don't think Borderlands landed as the champion people thought it was going to be. Um that game feels like it's already kinda running out of steam. And so I I think I think New Light and Shadow Keep are gonna be very they're gonna do very well for player population. I do. If we look at player population right now, uh we're you know, we're on the cusp we're on the cusp of a new DLC, so usually it dips a little bit, went you Reno know, right before. Yeah, it's it's right where it's been for a while. Mid four hundred thousands a day you know 450,000 players a day in PvE and about 450,000 in Crucible. Um that is uh yeah. That's 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 pretty it's been there for a while. I, I I could see PvE jumping to easily over a million a day for a while and Crucible is usually 7-800,000 a day. It'll double itself and then it'll settle again. Um And we don't know. New Light might really juice the numbers. Seriously. So. Jinja300. Do you think Vanguard Strikes need a rank system like Crucible and Gambit? Call an honor and have the streak be based on staying in the playlist. I like this. I think this would be a good way to implement something different, though, which would be a rank with Zavala so that he... I think NPCs need a seasonal rank, so if you get, remember when you got to Zavala to rank 50, you got his really cool ship in season, was that three? Um, I thought that was neat, so ranking up Zavala and having it be tied, I know he has a rank, but I mean like a seasonal rank that's like an exotic ghost, sparrow, and ship like every season, and maybe then also ornaments for the vanguard armor so then you don't have to give me new armor you just give me vanguard ornamental armor that can be applied transmog you know to any um, any armor that I have could be good because you could do that every season detective Mike Skarn <laughs> uh, do you think that making pinnacle armor ornaments rather than OP weapons would fix the pinnacle problem I mean n- <laughs> no no I mean, if you're referring to my video, the Pinnacle problem, where I talk about how I think pinnacle weapons pose a problem because you create best-in-class weapons, and if eventually you're going to run out of weapons. So why would I not run Wendigo and Mountaintop and Recluse? You know, what when when are those going to get replaced and, and and how? You know, because they're they're best-in-class. Um, yeah, I would I would say. That might. I don't think that's a solution though to my pinnacle problem. Just an ornament. I don't think that's good enough. People like to get good loot. Cruxley, do you think they will ever be an activity that alters the in-game physics a bit, similar to the low grav of Skywell and Borderlands Three? Yeah, I don't know. I don't that this doesn't feel like Destiny. We're already pretty floaty in the right ways. I don't know if I'd want to be more floaty. What am I doing and why? Would it be enjoyable? The movement and the physics of Destiny is one of the appeals to it—the way the guns feel and the way your character feels in the world. So, imagine if the Twob says we're leaving weapons behind. Omg, they wouldn't do that. They would not do that. Not this short notice. No way. Uh, Karuma. Or, or, I'm sorry, Kurama. Hey, Lono, kind of off topic, but I really enjoy the Destiny story and campaign. What would you think about being able to play different characters from their perspective rather than just your own guardian, like playing Ikora or Zavala? That feels a little arcade I like the idea, but I don't think we would ever get that. I don't think I would even like that that much. I don't know about you, but when I'm playing a game and they're like, hey, you're now playing as this person over here. I'm always like, I don't want to do that. I hated that in Spider-Man. I want to play as Peter Parker. Whenever they made you play as his girlfriend and she's like sneaking around and getting past all these villains, I'm like, what the frick? No, I want to play as Spider-Man. I just unlocked a new suit and a new ability and you got me crawling around on the ground with a camera and I'm some girl with a ponytail. I like playing as female characters, by the way. I like Horizon Zero Dawn and Tomb Raider. I think there's, you know, those are awesome games, but when I'm playing as one character, I don't want to switch to another. Um, I don't like that. Uh, so I don't know how much I would like it in Destiny. It just it feels arcade-ish. Uh, how many encounters do you think Garden of Salvation will be since it's a bigger expansion than Opulence, but smaller than Forsaken? I'm going to go with four because Scourge has four and so does crown but they both have trans uh they'll have transport um encounters so crown of sorrow is opening encounter and then like the pillars and then the two encounters at the end so it's four i think garden of salvation will have four but they'll all be actual encounters with a loot drop like an actual loot drop not like a like the loot drops that you get in Scourge and in Crown for like just getting across the area. Um, they're not real loot drops. I think four but it'll be they'll all be complete encounters. Sunfire. Do you think they could implement a system where you can match make with a Sherpa in the tower for new players to have guide them? Guided games doesn't work that well, brother. I don't think so. No. And that would be very very specific. Who? How many people are really going to want to help a brand new player? How many people could do it and troll brand new players? Stevens, do you think they will ever bring a mission where you go to fly your ship? No, I don't think so. Uh, Yonkinator, sorry a little about talking. does your Nightfall score currently affect weapon drop rate? It does have an effect, yes. The higher the score, <coughs> it peaks at 175, I think. 175,000, I think. Somebody in chat might have to correct me on this. The drop rate does get a bit of a buff, and you want to have your, your, your emblem on with the high score on. It does seem to affect it, yes. Um that could just be total confirmation bias, you know, lucky pair of socks baseball talk, but I'm fairly certain there was even tweets saying that the score has an influence over it. Clickfire. With Luke using the words the next five years, do you think they have plans to improve their engine service and technical limitations to avoid running into potential a new direction we're going? Yeah, we've talked about this a lot, and I think that there has to be an engine pivot at some point or an engine hybrid pivot like something that they do to break free of the shackles of tiger tiger engine just i don't think can go the distance of the next five years i don't think it can go the distance of the new console generation um we need bigger open areas we need dedicated servers and as of now we can't really do that with the current tech so there has to be some level of engine technology pivot for destiny i would think before the five years is up i would think it would happen when they make the next game which i would think would happen three years from now we'll have one we'll have this year and then one more year i think we have two more full years in destiny 2 before they before they launch destiny 3 so um you don't want dedicated servers location advantage feels bad you can't be serious about not wanting dedicated servers <laughs> what, what do you mean location advantage feels bad so if you have a location advantage because you're east coast and you're on east servers what's better you want to be east coast and playing against somebody in Zimbabwe like in peer to peer is, is great for that what are you talking about Dan are you crazy dedicated servers are a great thing <laughs> what, what, you, what kind of nonsense are you talking brother uh, <laughs> what are you talking about Uh, Anyway, that was the last question. That was like 63 questions. Excellent Q&A, guys. Thank you so much. If you're here right now, don't go anywhere. We're going to keep streaming, talking, and discussing. If you're listening or watching in all the locations, you can always watch me live at saynotorage.com. That'll take you right to my Twitch page. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.